Hello and welcome to the Pain Cave. I'm your host, Jay Friedman, and I'm very excited to be joined in the Pain Cave tonight once again by my partner in crime, my co-host, the Shawangunk Express, the Fulham Flyer, the Don Draper Vulture Running, the Caitlin Gerben to my Caitlin Jenner, Phil Vondra. Welcome back to the Pain Cave. All right. It's good to be here. It's nice to uh, spend another evening with you. I'm glad you can make it. Sorry about the audio difficulties. And to everyone out there, I'm sorry that the sound is kind of crappy right now. We're doing the best we can because I am a technological idiot. Phil, we are really psyched to get back into the pain cave tonight. And we have a, a special guest who's going to be joining us for a new kind of podcast format that we're going to be trying out from time to time that for now we're going to call 20 questions. And this is the goal is going to be a rapid fire kind of question and answer session basically with uh, maybe an ultra runner or a trail runner or a figure in the sport who maybe people don't know as well as they should. And we're going to try and dig deep and, and get into, you know, some new characters uh, in, in kind of a brief kind of hard hitting format. So maybe some of these will run a little long, maybe they'll run a little short, but we're going to try and keep it snappy and keep it fun. And our first guest on the 20 questions episode of the show is a good friend of ours and a an elite ultra marathoner and marathoner from upstate New York, a teammate of mine and just a, a great person in the sport. You can see her on the Trails Collective website where she does a lot of video interviews and you can read her blog and we'll link to that um, in the show notes. Uh, but we're really excited to welcome Ellie Pell to the show. Ellie, welcome to the Pain Cave. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on, and uh, I'm really psyched to do this. I'm psyched that you're going to be our, our kind of guinea pig for uh, this new little format here that we're going to try it out from time to time. So uh, have have patience uh, with us, and uh, you know we'll we'll try and make it work. No, this is great. Thank you for being flexible with time. But um, you know, you say 20 questions, and I'll try to have a different answer for each question. But after five, they might start to repeat a little bit. <laughs> so you know, can't guarantee anything. Uh, (laughs) first question uh, is not actually one of the 20 questions but i know you started uh you moved from the downtown uh college town bagels location for work to the the actual college town location how's it going it's been great actually i had a lot of um anxiety about it just because I've been following everything that's going on up at Cornell campus and what people are saying. And also I know how college students are, but you know, we've been open for three days so far and they've all been wearing masks. They've all been social distancing. And so I'm feeling a little bit better about it and maybe the semester might actually happen. So uh, <laughs> all good things here in Ithaca. Awesome. Yeah. That, that college town, you, I, I'm, I'm old enough that I remember when the college town uh, location of College Town Bagels was actually called Oliver's, and uh, was it was kind of a kind of a mix of like a sandwich shop and a dive bar where there was live music and that would charge you like a you know fifty cent cover on a Friday night. It was uh, it was quite a scene. So, uh, but that, invent the bagel when you were at college. <laughs> oh, I think it was only invented in like nineteen seventy two. Don't be like that with us. Come on. Uh, okay, so Phil, what we're going to do, we're going to blow through these questions. We'll go kind of rapid fire. Well, I'll do one, you'll do one, we'll take turns, uh, and uh, we'll just pepper Ellie from both sides. But before we get started, what are we drinking tonight? Yeah, well, I've gone, uh, you know, back to my uh, my roots. I'm drinking a, a Brooklyn beer, other half. It's called uh, Baby Diamonds. It's double dry hopped uh, IPA. So Bro- it's gonna get stuck in, going to crack this. Brooklyn is my roots. That that's where I was born. Your roots. I was expecting you were going to be drinking like a, a British stout or something. 
Oh, you mean like a warm three percent? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. It's, uh, nah. No. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Other half, good. I am gonna drink a zero gravity uh, little wolf pale ale. Nice. Ellie, what do you got? Water. Um, I'm drinking black cherry Kool Aid. <laughs> Sounds delicious. All I right. was unprepared. <laughs> All right. Skull. Cheers. Mm. Yum. I will be visiting other half tomorrow, so I will uh, be loading up the truck. Go- going back to the old country, as it were. Yeah, going back to the homeland, you know, just check in, <laughs> see how people are doing. All right, Ellie, you're on the hot seat now. The fun is over. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. All right, Phil, I'm going to let you have the first crack. Take. We have 20 questions here, Ellie, that we chose from our list of about 30 or so that we're working off of for now. Uh, some of these are just like an either or. Some of these you can kind of expound on a little bit. Um, go in whatever direction you want, and we'll just uh, grab them and, and go. So, Phil, you go first. Pick one of these questions and go. I'm going. What is the toughest race that you have ever run? The toughest race I've ever run was probably the Silo District Marathon. It was tough because I was not trained at all for it. And I came from upstate New York where it was 40 degrees. to, And I went to Waco, Texas where it was 90 degrees and humid. And that was just a ball of pain. And so, but great race. I would love to do it trained, but I have to say... When I'm under trained for any race, it's never good. Yeah, and I know that feeling of going from like those lower temperatures to the higher temperatures, and you just don't feel like you can control your body heat. You can't breathe. It's just it's horrendous. All right. Yeah, not good. I should probably for uh, listeners out there who may not be familiar with Ellie's career, uh, Ellie has kind of come on in the last several years as one of the top uh, trail and ultra runners, road trail and ultra runners in, in the East Coast, and then has kind of rededicated herself to the marathon in the last few years. And, and Ellie, you were at the Olympic trials this year in the in the marathon in Atlanta just before everything closed down. Uh, there was a, You had, gave a great interview right afterwards with Eric on Ultra Runner Podcast that I'm going to link to. But uh, yeah, not only uh, an Olympic trials qualifier in the marathon, uh, a podium finisher at the JFK 50, uh, the outright winner, I think, of was it the Can Lakes 50 last year? No, Green Lakes. Green Lakes, sorry, yeah. So, I mean, uh, uh, and, and several other ultra wins and uh, top 15 in the past at North Face 50. Yeah, for folks who aren't familiar with LA, well, maybe we'll link your ultra sign up as well because it's, uh, it's quite an impressive site, but... Uh, so there you it's go. Been a right. little cobwebby in the past, <laughs> like a little bit, but you know, isn't that I just sort for of, all of uh, us? Have the luxury of being able to choose to do what I want to do. So, yeah. Okay, Ellie. Question number two: the best book you've ever read? Ooh, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, that's a good 100%. book. Nice. That's yeah, a good I book. actually I read the first three, and then I just read the next three, or well, the next two. I'm waiting on the third from the bookstore, and uh, that it changed my life, actually. I read it at a good point in my life, so. So, you know, that book was actually, that's um, based on uh, a true story about Phil's family. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, wow. That, yeah, you that's know, his. I, I had a feeling, That's the, the Norwegian side. Yeah, all the, all the sodomy. Yeah. yeah, it's actually, I think it's the Swedish side. Sweden, yes. very very similar. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you off though. All right, back to me, I guess. Right? Yeah. Question three. Go. All right. Um, what is your typical weekly mileage? Right now. Yeah. What are you running? 
Um, well, actually, right now I'm in an off period, so I'm like 20 to 30 miles. Okay. Um, but when I was training most of last year, I was probably around 70. 70, all right. 70 feels like a sweet spot, I think, for you know, a good amount of people. I feel you can, it's decent without picking up too many injuries. Right. So, yeah. And I work on my feet all day, so um, I've never been a doubler. I've never, um, yeah, so I've never been like a mileage, like I need to hit a certain mileage. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. 70 definitely seems like a sustainable, like you say, Phil, where, where you can you can have a lot of success in that kind of 65 to 85 range probably uh, without, you know, hopefully running too much risk of overtraining or, or overuse injuries, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ellie, question four, your go-to post-race meal. Oh, my goodness. I'm bad with this because I don't have one. Really, when I get done with the race, I just want to sit down. But I will tell you my post-race meal where I qualified at the Olympic trials was Cheetos. And it was great. <laughs> oh, I had so many Cheetos. <laughs> we stopped at like every gas station on the way home so I could get more Cheetos. It was, oh, I was like, I am a queen right now. Your qualifier was at Hartford last year, right? It was, yes. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of convenience stores between Hartford and Ithaca. Oh, yeah. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> but at that point, like, I could have eaten like cardboard and i still would have been like this is wonderful i just qualified for the (laughs) olympic trials but um i'm really easy to please actually i don't have anything that i really crave because i don't really cut anything out during training or anything and then usually it's something salty though i like my salty foods more than sweet foods and you're eating sweet foods throughout the whole race so right right phil question five all right um so I'm going to ask you, what is your bucket list race? What What is out there that you really feel that at some point you really need to do this race? Ultra running? I want to do Comrades. Oh, wow. Um, nice. Sub-ultra, like a marathon. Probably London or Berlin. That'd be fun. I like flat, fast courses because uh, I think I could PR there pretty well. And then I'd really like to do um, – the Peachtree Road Race, Carlsbad 5K or 5,000. Um, yeah, something like that. Those are some classics. Yeah, comrades, I mean, that looks amazing. That, that does look so cool. Question six, Ellie, do you cross-train? I do, actually. Um, I really like strength training. Um, instead of doing a second run, I don't do that. I'll do some strength and core work. And right now, I'm in a period where my coach actually has me do core strength work most days of the week and more and so I'm not running as much um and some days actually my strength and core work is longer than my runs um but I enjoy it It, I think it's keeping me injury free and it's a little it breaks up the monotony and so I do strength training do core and um sometimes I cross train on the bike cool awesome all right I got a good one here what is your worst, like, DNF or epic, like, running race failure, and what did you learn from it? The one that stands out to me would be, um, it was called The Naked Prussian. I ran that, I've run it twice, and the second time I won, so I made up for it, but the first time... <laughs> I really, I had just moved to Syracuse and I was sort of still finding myself. It was after I ran the North Face. And so I had a little bit of success in the ultra running. And you know how when you have a little bit of success, it makes you feel like this is my new identity. So 
I hadn't really done any races that winter and I felt like I had to stay relevant or something for some God knows reason. This was like 2015, 16, maybe. And no, 16. Yeah. Cause it was the 2017 naked Prussian and it was a 50 mile race. And I tried and I thought I could just gut through it. But at mile 40, I had to drop. My legs were seizing. Like I just hadn't run 50 miles or anything like that in a long time. And I should not have signed up for it. I mean, I wasn't fit for it. And Signing up for a race just to stay relevant just is very silly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks. Question eight. All right. Why don't, why don't we go with how many rest days do you normally take per week or per, per month? During when I was training for the Olympic trials or actually the race to qualify for the trials, I didn't take many rest days. And even with running 50 Ks, um, my coach, he, we have very easy days. So our easy days were, they're not at like seven minute pace or seven thirty. We're like eight thirty nine minute pace. Mm -hmm. So we do take those very easy. And they also are, if we want the day off, take it. Um, now I asked, my coach, I really do want at least one day off a week. And um, so I'm going to start incorporating that more now. But yeah, usually if I'm feeling good and feeling strong and not doing anything stupid, I usually don't need a day off a week. So maybe like one a month. But now for the foreseeable future, I'm going to have at least one, probably two days off a week. Ellie, I want to rest. I'm tired. You've mentioned a couple times your coach. Now, last time I had heard when you were on with Eric a few months back, I guess more like six months back now after the trials, you had mentioned you had been working with uh, kind of informally with the coach of some of your training partners, but you weren't officially being coached. Is, is that relationship evolved? Are you now uh, officially on that crew? And, and who's the coach? Yeah. So I started working with his name's John directly. He lives in California. He had been working with my training partners um, because one of them, he coached them in college. And he doesn't coach there anymore. He does um, other work. But um, he stayed coaching her. And through her, she led him to us. And I just followed along with their plan, training for Hartford and then training for the Olympic trials, just because that's really all that I – we were training for the same race. Right. And so I just – would piggyback and then take off or run less, run more, um, just depending on how my body felt. And then a couple months ago, they both were going through a little bit of injury and just were taking more time off. So then I started working with him directly. And then in this time of no races and uncertainty, I wanted to try something completely different. And he's actually has a lot of experience. He's a, he's a miler coach. And so I asked him if, uh, my goals changed goals, I guess, are things that I want to work on. And so right now he's giving me completely different plans than them because I'm more training for like the mile and 5k and they're still doing more half and full marathon training. So it made more sense for me to work with him just directly. Right, right. Well, it's interesting that he comes from a mid distance coaching background, I guess. Um, you know, the more I read, um, you know, about how, you know, some of the real successful athletes have been doing it. You know, even back, you know, 30, 40 years ago, I've been reading this book called Running with the Legends, where, you know, talking about, you know, Seb Coe and, and um, Tashi Seiko and, and even as far back as Emil Zatopek. And I mean, you know, a lot of high mileage guys, but, you know, the focus on speed and, and really in a lot of instances training like mid-distance runners, even for people who specialize up to the marathon is, is striking. And I think that's, you know, a coach who brings that background to it is really, I think, kind of ahead of the game with that, mm -hmm. that kind of speed focus. 
Yeah, I wanted to try something different, and I realized um, I was getting kind of tired, and so I took a complete week off, uh, almost two weeks actually, and then I really wanted to focus on low, like being okay with lower mileage, um, and focusing on speed development and things so that maybe I won't be able to bust out a fast marathon like next weekend, but in like three years, five years, be able to be good at the marathon. Right. Yeah. Long-term development. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Phil, question nine. All right. Um, I've got a good one. So in a lot of these long races and short races, you know, when things start to really suck, you know, things get hard, you're really having to put the, you know, motivate yourself what, what do you what do you think about what do you do to kind of motivate and push yourself a lot of times and i think this is one of the reasons that i actually get faster sometimes or push faster at the end is i'm just like well the faster i go the faster this is done <laughs> i know that so, <laughs> i did that at the olympic trials actually so it was a very tough course very tough race did not pr that was hard but the last like five miles, everybody in the court in the race, like it was also uphill and a wind tunnel, like basically the last like three to five miles, everybody's pace slowed down, but my legs stayed the same and honestly almost got a little bit faster because I was like, I'm almost done. And this is the <laughs> Olympic trials. I will crawl. I don't care. <laughs> and so a lot of times, actually, that's what I tell myself is that this pain is okay. It's just uncovered. It doesn't mean it, that I injured or anything. And the faster I go, the faster it's over. Nice. All right, I got an easy one for you, number 10, real quick. Roads or trails? Roads. Yeah, I thought so. I figured that was going to be the case. <laughs> <laughs> At least right now. I mean, permission to change if I ever want to change. You're totally allowed to do that. Um, all right, what is your favorite beverage? What do you like to, I guess, recreational beverage? Should we, you know? Yeah, I think we mean, uh, I think we mean, right, not, not like an in-race. Or, or, you know, kicking back and relaxing after a you know a hard week of training what do you what do you like to relax with i love um sparkling water so i'm a huge drinker um i do really enjoy ctb's sangrias so you know clock off of work and have a sangria on the on the way home you know uh safe and um but I love sparkling water, so I could – that is like the elixir. I'm so upset that Jason Mintz actually got me into that, and my <laughs> I wonder how much money I could have saved by not having that in my life. Jeez. I got it in for that guy. you have a brand or a flavor? What kind of – just do you like plain or do you like you know a, a particular flavor or brand? Phil's, Phil's very particular about his sparkling uh, water. I yep. like Polar or Poland Spring. LaCroix is terrible. I'm like, what is this? It's like, oh, yeah. God. But, yeah, I like those two. And, um, you know, I, I I will drink anything, but I, do, I don't mind the seasonal flavors that come out. The pink Fuji apple, pink lady apple, that one is great. Wow, I've never had that. It sounds good. Yeah. It sounds I'm terrible. Big, I think it's going to catch on at races. I think – Sparkling water at races is going to be the next big thing. If you they have it in Europe, don't they? Have it in Europe. And that like doesn't make it right. I'll put a seltzer water, and it's so nice to have that in a race. It's so refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's great. That sounds good. All right. Question number 12, Ellie. Your favorite movie or the best movie you've seen recently? Oh, I really love early 2000 sports movies. So remember the Titans. Hmm. I love Miracle. 
um, Glory Road, highly underrated, but perfect film, especially for now, about the first um, all-black Kentucky basketball team. I think it was in Kentucky. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very, very, I love the, um, I love those kind of sports movies. All right. Old, even older, we can go Rudy, Hoosiers, <laughs> good stuff. That's interesting. Big sports movie fan. I like it. Yeah, but I don't really like to watch sports at all. Like, but I can watch those movies anytime. Yeah, I um, I watched uh, the um, what's the I can't remember it. The movie of the guys from California who uh, it's got Kevin Costner in it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. We talked about that on the movie podcast. The uh, rookie baseball movie. No, no, no. Uh, the cross country uh, team. The high school cross country team. Um, McFarlane. Yeah, McFarlane USA. That's right. Yeah, I love that movie. It was so good. Yeah, really you, enjoyed it. If you like inspirational sports movies, that's a good one. I was basically, I've heard that one is good. Yes, it was really good. All cool. right, it's me again. Uh, what's your favorite race that you ever done? It would have to be Hartford. That was great. Like qualify when I qualified for the Elite Trials, I blew my mind. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. That has to be has to be right up there. Hartford's a great race. I mean, it's it's like a good size. It's like a, a nice medium size. It's not too big. You know, you can you can kind of make your way where you want in the start. The weather can be pretty good. Generally, the course is pretty runnable. Not a ton of tight turns. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice one. But for ultras, I'd have to say many on the Jenny, hands down. I ran I ran really well there. I remember at the end of a forty mile race having legs and like spring out with this Canadian guy for the for America, and that was great. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Nice. They're cool. chanting, chanting USA in the background. Yes. And she probably tripped him over as she got near the finish line, like dropped him on the floor. I like. All right, Ellie, we're almost there. You got seven to go. But before we continue, let's just take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked, the leading provider of at-home health tests. Are you looking to improve your male hormone health? With Let's Get Checked, you can do a simple at-home health test that will give you a complete picture of your hormonal health in five days. Phil, did you know that in the last 40 years, healthy sperm counts have dropped by 50% globally? I did not know that, wow. Are you concerned about that? Yes, I am concerned. Yes, you should be. Hormonal imbalances and reduced levels of testosterone are becoming a huge concern for men these days, myself included, and it sounds like you too. Male hormones are important, Phil, for a number of different functions, such as sperm production, maintaining a healthy sex drive, and maintaining muscle strength and mass. Some of the main symptoms of hormonal imbalances include, stop me when any of this starts sounding familiar, Phil, low energy or fatigue, erectile dysfunction, low yep. sex drive or libido. Check. You're checking all these off. All of them. Yep. Infertility. Uh, I'm, I'm just waiting for you here. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Anxiety, depression, bloating, and headaches. So we want to make sure that we are getting these things checked. How does this process work? Your test is delivered straight to your door. You just have to self-collect your blood sample from the tip of your finger, mail the sample back to their accredited laboratory in the prepaid label, and receive support and guidance from the LGC medical team, who are available 24-7 to offer you the personalized advice you need to know your hormonal health. This week, Let's Get Checked wants to invite you to join their community with the 30% discount code PAINCAVE30. That's P-A-I-N-C-A-V-E-30. Let's Get Checked. It's good to know. All right. We are back with 20 questions with Ellie Pell. We are on question number 14. It is my turn. And Ellie, my question for you is, what's your taper strategy? Do you have like a, a, a way that you approach the last week or two weeks before the race? 
Sure. The last couple times I've done it, I'll be, um, I don't do any strength training. I foam roll extra and I usually only run six or less miles per day. Um, I'll do on the Tuesday before the race, I will do 10 by 400 at my goal race pace and then mostly just try, even though I work on my feet, so it's hard just when I'm not running, I'm sitting. Right. So, but you have, it sounds like you have a kind of a benchmark workout that or a go-to workout that you like to do right beforehand. Yeah, I do it every time. Nice. And I mean, sometimes it's funny. Sometimes I'll be running and I'll be like, how am I supposed to run a marathon at this pace? I don't know. But um, <laughs> it, it, it just, you know, it sort of gets up the kinks. Right. Phil, number 15. All right. Um, I... Who, which celebrity do you wish would follow you on Instagram? Myrna Valeria. Wow, 100%. you had that all the teed motivator? up. You had you had a you had a ready-made answer for that one. Oh yeah. Who who is it? Say I've it again. I've been asking people at the end of my show if you could have a celebrity meet you at the aid station, and I so I've been thinking about it, and oh, I love Myrna. I she was just on the Rich Roll podcast, and I ate that up. She is fantastic. Who is she? She is um. She's sponsored by Merrill, and she is uh, basically a fat black trail running woman. And she started a group, I think, Fat Girls Run or something like that. And um, she just really like switched the paradigm of like what a trail runner looks like and um, why like anybody can run trails. And she's not running to lose weight; she just runs to do it. But she and she just has a wonderful speaking voice. And she used to be an opera singer, so that's probably why. And um, she's just wonderful. So I could run next to her all day. Nice. Nice. Cool. All right. All right. I am up on number 16. Ellie, my next question is, all right, let's do an easy one. What's your favorite song? Oh, um, Spirit in the Sky. (laughs) I love that song. (laughs) Whenever it comes on, I sing so loud. So there was a... um, so, you know, that song, do you, I'm sure you know who it's by. It's by a one-hit wonder from the 1970s. Of course. So there was a, you, you don't, you probably, were you in Ithaca when the, the, the Palms was still there? In College Town? The Palms was like this real dive bar in College Town. No. Um, it was across from uh, where Johnny's used to be. Um, okay. On, I guess, Dryden, I think it was. Uh, and it was it was known for basically you could get um, oh, now I can't remember what we drank there that which is terrible but you could get uh, bottles of beer for like a buck twenty five before nine p.m. Um, but they had a jukebox that had like a cover of Spirit in the Sky by another band that you've never heard of like a country rock band and we used to play that song over and over just this terrible cover of this uh, Leonard Greenbaum song it was so good. Uh, that's that's like one of my favorite memories from college is uh, drinking dollar twenty five drafts and and spirit in the sky at the palms. So. It's just it's so good. <laughs> I can't like I. All right, sorry. Trip down memory lane. Phil, number seventeen, you are up. All right, I got a, I got a good one here. Um, if you could compete in any non running event at the Olympics, what would it be? What would be your like thing that you like to, to do? That's tough. Because I used to be a volleyball player, and I love watching the beach volleyball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it would be pretty neat if I – see, I want uh, – gymnastics. I, really? I'm on 
Yeah, I think they look so cool. I wish I could bust a move like that. I think it's awesome. Those people are incredible. I mean, the skill level and the strength is like insane. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty neat. I and I always get pumped up by the floor routines, and I just imagine myself as like Simone Biles, just right there, like yes. Even though I'm basically twice the height of them. Right. That's a rough lifestyle too. I mean, those guys. You know, we think we have it tough. They they work all the time, and uh, I, I don't know. I wouldn't wish that lifestyle on anyone. I don't want the lifestyle. I just want the glory. <laughs> yeah. We didn't say you had to train to go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, okay, Ellie, if you could go for a run with anyone, living or dead, who would it be? I don't like. Oh man, that's a real. That, see, that's pretty. Like, you could go for Courtney DeWalter because that'd be pretty cool. Even yeah. though she might get bronchitis, have to stop early. <laughs> um, like, I could also do Myrna again because that'd be pretty cool. But I do really also. I mentioned earlier, I really love listening to the Rich Roll podcast, and mm-hmm. he could probably go for with me for a while. So I'd have a lot to probably talk to him about. <laughs> nice, nice, awesome. Number nineteen, Phil. All right. Easy one for you. I think I know the answer already. Hot or cold weather running? Hot. Hot? Hot, 100%. Yeah, I don't like being cold. Um, I got really good at being cold when I lived in a van for seven months, and so I'm better at it, but I still don't really like it. Oh, man. Okay. All right, last one, Ellie. You made it to the end. What is your post-run ritual? Myrtle, the Myrtle stretching routine, and breakfast. (laughs) From College Town Bagels, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those scones, they fuel my Olympic dreams. So. <laughs> Ellie, this was so much fun. Thanks for coming on and doing this. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. I really enjoyed it. It was good. Some great answers. That was fun. Definitely. Thank you. I only repeated one. <laughs> no, that was really great. That was great. Thanks so much. Everyone out there, thanks for listening. And until next time in the pain cave, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Broken down and beaten up The years have been long and tough But I'm not dead Happy now just to spend Some time with friends And have a roof above my head I'm not jaded, just been faded Like a good old pair of jeans Rusted like a proud old car That's drove a little too far And seen too much rain but long ago, as a child, I look about the night sky and wild wonder man. And ride the bus and feel upset to think of all the years I'd have to go through there. I was still young. I was still young. And I was still young.